the Pascal Pod. I'm Katrina. And I'm Rachel Leishman. And <laughs> this, <laughs> this is your bi-weekly celebration of the actor Pedro Pascal, where we explore his entire filmography and how some of his greatest performances came to be. I, th- what if I just talk like David Attenborough? <laughs> Gee golly, have we got a show for you this week? Whoa, ouchie, or owie, owie, or I don't know. I sure this. think that Pedro Pascal guy is just the bee's knees. <laughs> oh, it's the cat's pajamas. Anyway, welcome to, <laughs> to the show. We're clearly off to a rocking start. <laughs> It's been it's been a, a, a fun, extremely long week, uh, I'm sure, in many ways, especially um, for me. But, you know, how are you, Rachel? I am, uh, you know, functioning, I think yeah. is the best way to put it. I do want to say before we start, and I didn't run this by Katrina, but I know she agrees with me. I would love if any of our listeners, if you have extra funds and money in your bank account, please donate to uh, Asian American organizations and try and help wherever you can because uh, we are both in America. And so right now in America, there's a lot of uh, tension as there always is because America sucks a lot of the time. Um, And by a lot of time, I mean most. Uh, And uh, it's very, very uh, dangerous and hard out there right now for Asian Americans uh, because there are a lot of racists in this world and so if you can please donate um i've donated but i'm also broke but i'm trying and since we have listeners go ahead and donate yes uh one of the places you can go to is uh stop aapi8.org um which has a very helpful list of different organizations and uh causes that you can get involved with today so yes absolutely this is a really big important um thing to to i'm sure both of us uh and it would mean a lot if everyone you know took a look got involved and uh maybe even took a bystander training course so that we can all look out for each other yeah i'm registered for one in april nice those are going really really well and they're super informative so i would definitely recommend it because like you know you never want to be in a situation where you don't know what to do or where you freeze up where you can help someone else and yeah, uh, yeah. you know yeah so very very useful thanks for bringing it up Rachel. of course i mean after the week that has existed and watching a lot of people go uh recognizing it was happening but also experiencing that pain of this week uh it's just we have a platform and we should use it to uh help where we can yeah yeah and uh if we all if we all work together i'm sure uh we're going to see the tides change eventually so let's uh help combat anti-asian violence today by checking out those resources yeah ben. yes and yeah how has your week been katrina oh my god it's just been a really long week uh my so I work for a game publisher during the day and uh, we released our first like official big game title that like, like we've helped on some great games in the past, but we've never like 
fully been like the publisher from start to finish on every platform before. Uh, and we just launched Mundown, which is or Mundown, which is a uh, folk horror game that I I just find so beautiful, and uh, people seem to really like it. So I that was a nice way to start the week, and I got my. Uh, COVID vaccine, which like put me down for the next couple days. (laughs) And uh, yeah, a bunch of other like really exciting things. Oh, right. I announced that uh, I am on a Star Wars tabletop RPG show starting next Friday called From the Cantina on the Whiskey and Waffles Twitch channel. And that's the week. (laughs) Hell yeah. And that's one week in a quarantine. Right? Yeah, exactly. Finally, you also just come. You also didn't have a very busy week. Uh, Pedro Pascal news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we uh, there was a, a another thing released this week that is also very interesting. Oh yeah, calls. Calls came out on Friday. Um, hey. I reviewed it. Um, I interviewed the director. It was very fun. Um, that show, I I live by the notion that you should just watch it and experience it. And I'm not going to spoil anything because it's every single episode is like kind of a different genre. And it's really cool how they all weave together. Um, mm-hmm. I loved Calls a lot. Um, and yeah, the Pedros, uh, <laughs> was it the Pedro asshole instead of the Pedro episode? <laughs> doing great um the pedro episode uh was with mark duplass and judy greer and is the funniest not that the show is supposed to be funny but it's very funny and quick um and i enjoyed it a lot um and i don't want to spoil anything but i've already seen clips online that people have been sharing so like i guess it's out there that like the it's just funny and like I like yes. Anyways, good. Go watch. <laughs> I need to go. I need to go check it out because I happen to like all three of those people very much. So I now that this week is over and I'm going into a new week where I'll have time to watch TV. So excited to watch calls. I'm going to save your review and watch it. After, I'm going to read that after. Well, thank you. It's very very good. Yes, so make sure you go to the Mary Sue to check out Rachel's review for calls right now. Actually, maybe right after the show. But yeah, think finish, about it right now. Finish here. Write it down. And then go over there. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. But otherwise, it's, uh, I guess, the week is completed and we're heading into the next one. But before we do, we have our main topic this week, which is the first and second episode of Narcos. It was my choice. (laughs) (laughs) I like this this series because it's such a like huge diversion from the things that we've kind of covered so far, you know, like everything else has been like sci-fi, action adventure, kids film, and then then there's Narcos. (laughs) Oh Narcos. I love this show so much. I'm taking my sweet, sweet time watching it. Um, I'm almost done with season two, but I'm like, I try and like, if I have a night a week where my friends don't want to like watch a movie, like virtually all together or like do something, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch like two or three episodes of Narcos. So the point where one night I was in my room by like just chilling 
watching Narcos. <laughs> and I had no electronics in my room with me. I was like, I'm just watching Narcos. This is my Narcos time. And I got so delirious that I laughed about Pablo Escobar holding a bunny for 20 <laughs> minutes. And then I emerged from my room to relay what happened in the episode to my roommate, who was like, okay. And I explained <laughs> how anxious I was that Javier Pena was going to get, in, like, hurt, even though I'm aware that the real man is alive. Mm-hmm. I Before we start, I should note for the listeners that mm-hmm. when... <laughs> We are talking about Javier Pena and Stephen mm-hmm. Murphy, for that matter. I don't know the real men. I don't know their lives. I, mm-hmm. Whatever. Fine. I am talking about <laughs> these fictional characters. Because I don't know what real Javier Pena does. I'm, ass- I'm assuming he's back in Laredo. I have no other, <laughs> like, I don't know. He went to the premiere. I, like, I yeah. saw those pictures. But, like, I don't know his life. <laughs> I don't yeah. know him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You do you. This is this is fictionalized Javier Pena. I wonder what it's like to just have your life fictionalized like that and just have to like listen to people talk about your character. Like, what is it like to have been a member of like the what the DEA, the FBI, something it's the like DEA. that? You know? Because the, yeah, the, the cat DEA. is DEA. We haven't, that, we're not talking about that episode, but <laughs> the cat is DEA because Murphy's cat. I'm spoiling stuff. Continue, continue, yeah. continue. But to think, you can think about that. Like, you were in the DEA. You hunted down, like, crime lords for cocaine. You've seen some, like, serious death. And people are writing fanfic about you and your former partner on AO3. Like, <laughs> And I've read it. Chances right. are, <laughs> there's right. like, you know, I I expect fanfic for like fiction and stuff, but there's like, you know, that is this show is fiction, but it's based off of real life. So yeah, it's like murky way, water. It's murky water because it's kind of real life fanfic, but it's not because you're like, no, 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 no. I'm this is <laughs> this is the fiction. Like everything is like, this is like is real life fake fanfic. There are like so many levels to this that like. I, it's it's wild. Like, I just, you know, uh, if I ever get famous, at least I was never part of the DEA. Because I feel like that that really makes, like, like there's, like, and I'm not excusing this, but there's, like, boy band fanfic and stuff. And then there's, like, this person was in the FBI and definitely killed people. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's also, like, Paul Avery fan fiction from Zodiac. And Paul Avery real he was a real man that Robert Downey like Jr. played <laughs> so it's like what do you think like okay first of all what's wrong with me because my two of my favorite things to talk about are Zodiac <laughs> and Rachel, are, you, are you okay in there like, clearly not <laughs> um <laughs> but I'm like oh, oh, talk about Zodiac and Narcos but yeah like for sure people are like uh it's kind of weird like i'm sure his kids i don't know javier Pena. again i know nothing about the real javier Pena. but like imagine this guy has kids his kids are like 
into nar- <laughs> like oh my god sometimes here's where my brain goes sometimes mm-hmm. i'm like okay but and it goes this this is um you guys are getting a real look into my psyche i think about the <laughs> fact that ted bundy's daughter is not that much older than i am um and then for or i guess she's a she's older than me a significant amount but she's still a millennial is more my point mm-hmm. And so then when Zac Efron was cast as Ted Bundy, I'm like, what if she was a fan of Zac Efron? <laughs> and oh, then it's like, oh, that's my dad. And so like my the same thought process is like, what if one of his, what if like pretends Javier, Mur- Javier Pena, I almost said Javier Murphy, someone help me. <laughs> like imagine like <laughs> Javier Pena as kids. And that kid is like, I loved Oberon. And then it's like, uh, dad? <laughs> the guy who played Oberon is now playing you. Exactly. This, this is weird. And then I was like, but wait, this is a TV show. So there's another level to it. It's not just seeing yourself fictionalized, like having like intercourse with like sex workers. It's like there's definitely somewhere out there fanfic about this. And I, like that's where my brain went immediately. And I was like, oh no, like I can't. The show does label. Okay, let's start from (laughs) Marcos. The show does label that this is like highly fictionalized, obviously, because it's like we don't. I don't know what the fuck. No one knows what the fuck Pablo Escobar talked to Tata about. Like whatever, it's all fictionalized. You're creating the world, but you're also telling the history that does exist um, about when Pablo Escobar was in the first episode rising. to his height, and then as they started to try and, like, take down Pablo Square. <laughs> but I just want to know the extent of what is real, what is fictionalized, what right. of, like, there's so many things that I just need to know. Yeah, yeah. And we never <laughs> That, you know, I have a feeling, I mean, if nobody's seen Narcos before, like, this is just a huge indicator of, like, his personality and stuff. But I really like Javier Pena to do, along with, like, protecting sex workers, is to start protecting, like, the household pets on this show. Because I forgot how many animals. Huge fucking warning. A dog and a cat get killed in these two episodes, like, and it's not cute. It's not off screen. It's like it's just brutally, like, right there in front of your eyes. Yeah. So, like, heads up. Also, <laughs> hilarious thing about this show is like people get murdered all the time. Yeah, just like people yeah, are getting yeah. murdered left and right. And then both Pablo Escobar and Javier Pena are like, those animals didn't deserve that. And I'm like. <laughs> Because when the dog gets shot, Pablo Escobar's like, man, that dog didn't do anything. That son of a bitch shot the dog. And he's like, so this dog is dead. Again, I laughed for 20 minutes when Pablo Escobar held a rabbit. So, like, and then, like, the, I, this is in the third episode, which we did not watch, but I, like, was trying to get a screen grab of the cat is DEA. And in that scene... Javier's like, I'm more of a dog guy, but no cat deserves that. I'm like, what? People, you murdered, like, three people. 
the last episode, and he's like, priorities, sir. I respect that. Like, yes, he should definitely be looking out for cats because they're very important. But, you know, like, it's also like, he just doesn't have the same sympathy for, like, a lot of people. And you know what? You know what? I can understand that. Yeah, like, like <laughs> and that's—I mean, most of his his lack of sympathy is because of like is towards like drug lords and stuff, you know. And like, yeah, I mean, especially people who like do what happened to uh, to the sex worker in episode two. Like, I wouldn't be very, you know, nice to them either. <laughs> but, but Listen, yeah, I think that was that second episode. It was a lot. It, uh, there are a lot of times when I was like first watching it that I had to take a couple breaks. <laughs> well, and it's like I forgot. So after like the Mando one, we were like, "Oh yeah, like we'll do one," and then we were like trying to like combine all of our thoughts and whatever mm-hmm. in a lot of places. I was like, "Well, let's do two episodes in Arcos." Well, I'm glad I did that because I forgot he's in the first episode for <laughs> yeah two seconds. Granted, it's very hot. Um, yeah. It's, it's a good two seconds. Yeah, but he's in it for two seconds, and it's just like my partner Javier Pena, and then like Peo mm-hmm. answers it. And he's like, "Oh, it, it was Murphy," and like that's the extent of what you see of Javier Pena in that first episode. Um, and then the second one, I don't remember the first time you see him, but like, <laughs> it was like the the one of the greatest like cuts that I've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, it is like. Pablo Escobar having sex with the reporter and then it cuts to and then it's like Murphy's voiceover and he's like and Javier Pena did uh, this thing Um, or he's like Javier Pena like uh, got his intel by like going with the same crowd or whatever he says and then Mm -hmm. it cuts to Javier Pena having sex with Helena on his couch Mm -hmm. and I was like a brilliant cut too, but also like confusing, right? Because I thought he was having sex with the the news anchor at first, and then I saw I saw her, and I was like, oh, it's it's not her, it's you know, and it ended up being Helena. Yeah, and, and like, wasn't there like directly after that scene, you got to like Murphy and his wife, like yeah, 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 yeah. and then I went to Murphy and his wife having sex, and then someone shooting outside. It was just like sex on sex on sex. In case yeah. you want to know what you're getting in Narcos. But then, like, that's it. If, if I remember correctly for the first season, that's, like, kind of it. Mm-hmm. There's not as many graphic sex scenes. And then season two has the one that everyone always talks about. Yeah. But, like, but I was, I don't know what season three is yet. But yeah. I just think it's funny because I'm, like, they really went sex on sex on sex. Yeah. They went for it. With, like, then- nice scenes in between. Kind of, yeah. Like it was like, <laughs> it was like Pablo Escobar being like, "Don't talk about my wife that way," as I'm cheating on her. To then, uh, Javier like worried about um her because she's like talking about how she has to go to uh this party with all of Pablo's people, and then Murphy and them are like having sex, and all of a sudden gunshots go off, and they're like, "Welcome to Colombia!" <laughs> like you guys are two white people in Colombia. Yeah. Also, two blonde white people. Um, but mm-hmm. oh, Narcos. Oh, Narcos. I yeah. I um. I, I 
I did, yeah, I think I talked a little about the parallel between, like, real life and stuff that I wanted to cover. But, like, yeah, it's, like, this, the second episode is really where, it's where everything happened, I think. Like, obviously, we found out in the first episode, like, this this version of how, like, Pablo Escobar uh, started coming into power. Um, but as far as character-driven stuff, I think, involving the full cast, we we really went into it uh, in episode two. And I, I just, so much happened. Like, uh, that's how, I, like, throughout the episode, I felt like so much is happening all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, and I try and figure out, and I realize it's like, okay, that's 1989. And if I remember correctly, like, Pablo Escobar dies in 1993. So within these three seasons, we're getting four years, and that's it. And it's just back to back to back to back. Yeah. Was it in the first one or the second episode where they all, no, it's the second episode, where then they also had M19. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> so much happened. Oh my god! Just like, like we get like those three sex scenes where it's like, oh, ah, oh, and then like everything just gets like weirder and worse. And oh, it's man. just nonstop. Yeah, and I guess like so much is the way you kind of have to have narcos because I'm sure there are days where like Javier Pena and Steve Murphy were like, ah, nothing's going on. You want to go get a beer? But like, <laughs> no one wants to watch a full ass episode of Narcos where you're like, they're just getting a beer for 50 minutes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, obviously. But yeah, still, the second episode. I think I feel like the second episode was so heavy, not just because of like like, the graphicness and, and uh, the intensity of everything that happened, but also because, like, it suddenly became about, like, a lot more people's problems than, mm-hmm. like, you know, just informing everyone on what happened. So, like, I think that's when, that's because, like, all the stakes were introduced, I think, in episode two. And everything that happened in this particular episode, like, echoes throughout the rest of season one very strongly. So, yeah. I, well, yeah, because... I really- this episode also had, or the second episode also had where, like, Steve and Avi, because I put that I want to talk about their partnership, because I love those two very, yes. very much. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just pulling up this picture from last week um, while I talk about this. So, <laughs> when, uh, I just pulled up a picture that Pedro Pascal posted last week of him and Boyd Holbrook, just mm-hmm. for me, so I can look at it. Because they look like the sun. Um, but I love their partnership. Um, and this episode, in episode two, really, like, drove home that uh, Steve was, like, all in. And he said, because it's um, when Javi goes to, like, try and find Helena. And then the um, uh, he, like, they leave Murphy behind. Mm-hmm. And... Murphy, like, gets mad at him and is like, no, I'm all in. You're not leaving me on the sidelines. And he's like, I hope you know what you're signing up for. And then the two of them are like, we're bros now. Let's go. And yeah. I love it very much. I like their mm-hmm. dynamic. I too. It's just so nice. It is. It's just two dudes. Just, like, we're, we're, this is, we're just, we're just trying to stop the drug cartels. I like that, like, half the cast of triple frontier is in this show by the way like just big fan of that um because we do have what helena is in triple triple frontier yeah. obviously um yeah 
so that's like three of them. And as I, soon as I saw nice her face, I was like, "Isn't that who's with Oscar Isaac?" <laughs> I was like, and I was like, "Correct." And then I was like, "Oh, I yeah. know her because she's the hot professor lady in uh, Good Omens." I don't. That she's not mm -hmm. a professor. She's just she has a cool look in Good. O Go watch Good Omens. She looks cool in Good Omens. And, I, and she's and it's her and Jack Whitehall. Anyways, um, uh, but yeah, I like like uh, the uh, I love Javier Like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I know like the optics of the show, unlike the things that like the the like the logical part of my brain is like I you got to call this stuff out, you got to do that. It goes out the window when I'm watching Narcos. I'm like, I don't care. I, I want memes yeah. of Pablo Escobar just sitting on swings. I like, <laughs> I'm like, that's probably people shouldn't do that, and yet they exist on Twitter. And then I'm like, it's it's great. It's just like everyone, like, like okay, there's there's all this like logic, and then like this is the inside of your head. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's this like is so for the listeners. It's a a photo of like a blazing sun. I believe this is the sun from the Teletubbies. Uh, TV show, but um, Pedro pa Pedro Pascal's face is superimposed onto the sun, and he's smiling. So that that's like the inside of Rachel's brain. It is. I'm just like, mm, what's Javi up to? Um, <laughs> does, is his shirt unbuttoned? Probably. Man doesn't know a top button. He has an aversion to him. Couldn't. Yeah. I tweeted that one time, and someone was like, "I think that's just Pedro Pascal." I was like, "Listen, yes." <laughs> But I have the one time I remember seeing Javier Pena with his everything buttoned up was like when he's in the tan suit and he's introducing Steve to everybody mm -hmm. and he has the folder and the guy's like that's classified and he goes well now it's declassified and I think even yeah. then it's not buttoned up the whole way I think the top button is on but like even when he's in a suit with a tie I think the top button is not buttoned. Yeah, yeah, it's that's his going into work look. That's his I need to look extremely good because we're talking directly into the boss today look. So yeah, and like it's yeah. still a hot mess. Hold on. I'm yeah. looking up Javier Pena in a suit. You know, maybe if he put on a tie he could have gotten the latest. Yeah, Lisa. I'm correct. You know? Exactly. Am I correct? I don't know how men's fashion works. Hold on. Some <laughs> someone I don't know if this means that it is not buttoned. I'm not I'm not a man, I don't wear suits. Um Okay, so like here is this look that I'm talking about. Uh, it looks like the top button isn't button. <laughs> no, and his tie is really he. Oh my god, I hate to say this, but like there's an old picture of my dad. Like, oh no, at Radio Shack. I have had like way too many moments where it's like Pedro Pascal looks a little like my dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's wearing that exact tan suit. In this picture of himself, like at, at 19 years old, working at Radio Shack, um, there's there's looks, Katrina's yeah. father. There's my that's there's my father. <laughs> Pedro Pascal is now my father. Rachel's the only one allowed to thirst now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I give up. But uh, yeah, this the the first two episodes of the show are wild. Um. Mm -hmm. Wild in the way that, like, it, it's, like, Narcos is one of those shows that you're, like, should I enjoy this? Mm. And then, like, the flip of that is, like, I bring up Narcos and, like, my brother's, my brother will be, like, oh, yeah, my friend, that's the only show he watches. And I'm, like, okay, well, hold on. 
Because now I have a question for your friend. I don't trust your friend. Who watched Narcos on repeat. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like the Golden Girls where it's, like, easy to watch, you know? Yeah. And, like, especially because, like... uh, Yeah, I don't... It's it's definitely a show that like requires a trigger warning and and it's a you know, I hate to call it like a product of its time because it's literally three years old like it's not old but things have changed a whole lot when it comes to like the way TV is made and like how we're told ahead of time about like what's going to go on in an episode and how women are handled um, and yeah just like it's it's definitely like you got to put your head in the right place to watch this thing because there yeah. are like outside of like the gruesomeness of it all there are like some problematic things in this show um that can really hinder someone's enjoyment of the the story because like these are you know fictionalized portrayals but they're damn good and entertaining portrayals of these people like like pablo escobar like is off the charts i just love that performance so much like yeah uh listen wagner i got (laughs) there's some questions come on the Uh, podcast i have some questions yeah Yeah. um like everyone on this show is hot and i'm like "Mm, that seems problematic yeah (laughs) but everyone is problematic to me just kind of feels like i shouldn't be attracted to people on this show you know yeah and like maybe that's a personal problem but uh also like i feel like that should be on netflix yeah hey netflix um yeah but like okay here is my problem with narcos they are like this is a this is a real story this is the story of pablo escobar and i'm like yeah i'm here i'm i'm ready and then this is what is on the screen and i'm like what do you want me to do with this and this is like the tamest part of that scene because i'm not even talking about the sex i'm talking about him putting his jeans on on camera why couldn't you why is you know what i will say i was very impressed by that jeans choreography because like it it you know, not to get like too like weird about it, but like I very much admire how quick and fl- like like there was no butt. There's nothing. There was, there was I mean, no there was, like, a little butt, but like when he was lifting his jeans up, there was no moment of like, uh oh, are we gonna see? Sounds so weird to say, but it's just like it was no, but it was really, just like. like Smooth, quick take, and I admired uh, the work that it probably took to have. Like, okay, we need to have this. Exact there was shot. some coordinator on set that was like, "Wait, hold yeah. on, your jeans need to be at this point." Like that kind of stuff on film sets. I'm always just like, did someone sit back then? They're like, "No cut." Like you, you gotta like pull your pants up further when you're still out of frame. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the logistics of like. That is hilarious yeah. to me. But, like, yeah, like, that whole sequence, like, it, what it was serving was, like, showing you how Javier Pena cares. Mm-hmm. It did it in a very aggressive way. Um, but, like, and it, the show does that a couple of times where it, like, shows you he cares by, like, with sex scenes. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the, the the scene of it, but also, like, I understand, like, you're telling me he, I did, I do like 
this scene though, again, this can tell a lot, a lot of people about me, but in the fanfics I read, they talk a lot about how he like, um, like he uses the money from the government to pay for the intel and I always like didn't understand what was going on and now having rewatched this episode I realized it's like oh no he um just like all of these women who are sex workers give him intel because Javi is like a nice dude essentially and then the government is paying for the intel but he's like I am sleeping with them and it's like oh okay great I love yeah. great. I love that for everyone involved. Wow, the U.S. is just like good for you. Good, I'm just okay. Well, well but here's then, a thousand bucks. But <laughs> then, but what's her name? The lady that is in charge of the two of them mm-hmm. was like, "I hope I'm not paying." Like she basically was just like, "Where am I? Who? Who am I? Who are we paying?" For this intel, and Javi's like, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I liked that. He was just like, yeah. mm, it's not your business. I'm getting you your intel. Shut up. Exactly. I was like, okay, no. Javi. It's me and business. It's cool. It's cool. I got this. Thanks for Leave me alone. I appreciate that. But you know what? Like I said, reinfor- reinforcing my uh, my earlier statement, if he had worn a tie, he might have actually gotten through that without questioning. But, but he wore a tie in that one because that's where oh, right, right, right. you look like your dad. He's wearing yeah, this right. outfit. Uh, but his tie was too large. See, that's what made him look like, like my dad. Yeah. Uh, but then also, don't forget, this is just Narcos. Javier <laughs> uh, Pena on a couch smoking a cigarette because he just had sex. Just Narcos. I love, okay, I love his apartment, dude. I'm like, yeah. I love that, like, multi-level stuff going on that he's got where, like, the living room is, like, a sexy little den, and then, like, the, the kitchen's, like, elevated above he's it. Like, I just artwork and frames on his wall. Right? Did not like, seem like he is put together. Like, earlier this week, I had to watch, like, Bucky Barnes sleep on his own floor. That, so that like... makes me so sad. Hold on, I'm going on a tangent. That made me so sad because he did it because it's like a PTSD thing and Bucky Barnes was sleeping on his floor and I like at first was like, why is he on the floor? And then like we rewatched Captain America Civil War, not Civil War, Winter Soldier and uh, Sam and Steve are talking about it and then Bucky's left on the floor and I was like, but then Bucky Barnes was like, what if I befriended the father of a man I murdered and I'm like, oh no, now what are you fucking doing? Oh, I could I could do an entire episode on on that whole I'm not gonna though. But yeah, I again it was just like a refreshing thing to see uh, a man with a whole apartment. Yeah, um, not to it gives this, me big dreams for the future, you know? Not to put this shift back up, but I'm sure he has a bed frame. Because look, he has yeah. artwork. Yeah. I'm pointing with my mouse as if the audience can see. But on- <laughs> He has artwork on his walls in frames. Now, did the DEA do that? I don't fucking care. But he has artwork on his walls. And if he didn't care, he would eat. Well, I guess if he didn't care, he would just leave it up. I don't know what my point was. But, like, (laughs) that looks like an adult man. Yeah, and it looks like a home, you know? like Which makes me believe that it was not Javier Pena who did it. Yeah, he's a very busy guy. He could live in a trash hole. He's like a DEA agent, and he's like a single dude. Like, he could easily live in a trash hole, but he chooses not to. And that's well, what I like about him. Then he cuts to his, like, coffee table. And his coffee table is just, like, well, littered with a chip. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he needs to clean up a little bit more. But he has, like, a real home. And, like, 
I'm just like I'm such a sucker for for like multi-platform homes where it's like the kitchen (laughs) I would have been so I would no I would not have been so happy in the 60s but I would have been so happy in a 60s house like (laughs) here's my thing about Argos would I want to be on this show or on this show as an actor sure in this world absolutely not (laughs) <laughs> no, I would not fare well for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. One yeah. being my mouth. <laughs> I, know I would get shot so quick. I would oh be my God. a dead bitch. Yeah, I would be super, super, super dead. But oh, yes. yeah, like I think of the Salem witch trials, I'm like, I, my ass would have been killed instantly. <laughs> they would have been like, uh, just kill her. I don't even care if she's. I would have said the F word, and I would have gotten burnt immediately. So. They would have called me a witch, and I would have been like, "Hell yeah, I'm a witch." Yeah, <laughs> and I am. I'm like, "Uh, okay, well, we're gonna burn you then." I'm like, yeah, can't stop. <laughs> People uh, get offended when I call myself hot on the internet. Like, they would burn me a hundred percent. Like, I look so good today. So witch. You like? Know <laughs> all of the people yell at me on my Twitter account all the time and call me names and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I would be dead in like any other surgery. Oh yeah, I'd be super dead. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how my mom survives. My mom's not different than I am. And I'm like, when did you survive the 80s? Because, mm-hmm. like, it didn't seem great still. Like, so how did you survive yeah, in your 30s? It was kind of... In the 80s. Yeah, it was refreshing, actually, to see, like, 1980s Miami. Because I grew up in, like, early 90s Miami. So I saw 1980s Miami, but with, like, more graffiti and, like, dirt and stuff. And so it was kind of like neat that first scene where we meet like in person, Steve Murphy, uh, seeing him run along the beach and stuff, uh, where the beachside, um, structures are. And yeah, I just love art deco. I'm just talking about like interior and exterior design in this episode. And I'm just like a really big fan of the art deco style of Miami beach. <laughs> like, I love to see Miami. Um, <laughs> I lo- and it just reminded me of, um, uh, you know, in the birdcage, like, their whole, the Miami Strip, like, uh, deal they've got. Like, I just, like, I just, I just love that shit. I love it. I eat it up. I'm sorry. It's okay. I like that you said that, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, the assassination of Gianni Versace. <laughs> Again, a show about a real man who is fictionalized. Listen, Andrew oh Cunanan singing... Gloria, mm-hmm. I was like, "What's going on with the song Gloria, and why is it everywhere?" <laughs> Including yeah. the assassination of Gianni Versace. Um, <laughs> doing great. Um, but yeah, the the thing about Narcos is, is like, <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's pretty much all I got uh, for old times' sake. Yep. This is from uh. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> oh. There oh, we go. Hey, we're on op- we're on the opposite side now. Oh my god, we are. Oh We've gosh. switched. Ooh. 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 Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh yeah. The I like love Narcos and I want to talk about Narcos all the time, but then I'm also like, should I want to talk about Narcos? It's a hard balance. Yeah, I mean this is the thing that I'm, I'm always finding on, like, especially on the internet, and especially now, like, 
I stopped doing like film and TV criticism a long time ago because I just got tired of people like questioning things and not understanding the nuances of the points I was trying to make because it'd be like, well, why are you reviewing this show every week if you hate it? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't, I don't hate it. Like, like I love doing what show. I'm supposed that's, to do. Yeah, that's why when something shitty happens, I talk about it because I'm passionate about it and it matters to me. Like, yeah, I'm going to talk about like how, you know, uh, you know, uh, sexual assault is used as a plot device here and there too much. Like I'm going to talk about how women are, tre- are mistreated in, in fiction to serve uh, plots that they don't necessarily need to. Like those are things I'm going to bring up because I care about the show and it, you know, it matters to me. So yeah, like people just don't, they don't understand like that you can like something and still have problems with it. And uh, yeah. I know. I've always been that way. Yeah. The, the world's complicated. And we yeah. are told that we're like, oh, just watch these things. And then you're like, um, interesting. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem great. And then you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to keep on watching. But. <laughs> exactly. Marcos is like, he does that stuff. And like, yeah, it's glorifying like the DEA and the CIA's involvement in a foreign country, but there's no but. Like, that's what it's doing. But, and I'm, and I went to say but again. Uh, the show is entertaining and telling a story, a point of history that, like, I know I didn't really know about. Like, I knew Pablo Escobar mm-hmm. existed, but we're not taught about any of that, yeah. which feels mm-hmm. stupid of our school system to not teach us that stuff. Or just yeah. be like, this happened. Anyway, yeah, because I was like, "What? Who when he died?" Oh, why? Like, why am I being forced to read all of Edgar Allan Poe's poetry without finding out about how fucked up the guy was? That kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, they're like, "What if you guys? What if you guys like (laughs) write off Scott Fitzgerald, then you find out what he did to Zelda, and you're like, oh exactly, exactly." Like, well, here's the thing: it's always when you say things like oh, I know that this show is glorifying the DEA, but it's all, it should be and, you know? It's yeah. like, I know this, I acknowledge this, and I really like this show, um, and so I'm just going to keep pointing it out because, you know, maybe that'll change, maybe not. Um, but I think pointing it out and naming it and discuss- discussing it is the first, like, step we can take, like, as critics and as fans and as like you know just viewers in general or people talking to each other in general um to like you know make the next piece of media better or make creators consider this a little bit more before they put it into their stories you know yeah so, uh, yeah discuss things critique your favorite things man it's cool it's fine celebrate the stuff you like and like don't celebrate the stuff you don't like. It's you don't have to love everything about something, you know. Yeah, correct. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love Javier Pena. Would I marry Javier Pena? Not the real man, probably. Um, <laughs> again, probably. I don't know his life. Uh, no promises. No promises. Uh, I don't know his life, but uh, fictionalized Javier Pena. My doors open. <laughs> Exists. As in, the door is open <laughs> to a fictional character set in a show in 1989. 
Um, it seems like a safer bet than a real person right now, you know? But <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll pick more Narcos episodes up along the way, but these two are definitely, you know, like if you need a back-to-back introduction to the show, the first two episodes really sum it up. I think this is one of those series where, like, you don't necessarily need to give it that three episode try. Like you are told what you're about to get by the end of episode two for like the rest of I the season. I would say episode one, you're, you're pretty much like, yeah, you're set- we're setting you up. We're getting to like the, 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 the meat of this. And then you'll find out how we got here in a couple episodes. But like, that's what you're getting. You don't like it. Bye. Yeah. Episode two is where you really find out where it got its TV MA rating. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, episode one featured a shootout of an entire bar. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> they, they went. Welcome to Narcos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I we're like we said, we're gonna talk about it later. But like, Narcos is like one of those shows that I uh, can't stop watching. <laughs> I'm like, what's next? Huh, what is next? As if it's not history. <laughs> then multiple times, I'm like, oh no, Javier Pena is gonna die, and then I'm like, he's alive now. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. brain's like, nope, they're gonna kill him. Yeah. It's just, you know, Pedro has, like, this pattern. I, I We brought it up before. He just keeps taking roles, or he kept taking roles where he just, like, died brutally. So it's always in the back of your mind, so you're ready for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know exactly what, um, like, Javier Pena, always afraid you're going to die, even though I know you're fine. Um, and yeah, that's Narcos. That's um, Narcos. It's a, it's a journey. I think mm-hmm. it's worth your time, but also like, if that's not your thing, don't feel bad about it. Also, yeah. like, I'm also of the notion of like, I watch this and I know what I don't, what, what like critically where I'm like, mm-hmm. don't love that. Hate that like this exists in this world in general. I don't, I don't mean the content on the show. I just mean like that there's a thing that happens in the world. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, but then I think about people who don't think like me and I'm like, Oh no, what are you taking from her coach? Yeah. What is the thing that you have consumed? Cause I know what I've consumed, but what have you consumed? Um, and this was all just leeway so that we can get into my favorite part of the episode. Which is stash of the week. Stash of the week. Stash of the week. Stash of I'd go first. So then if you don't have yours ready, you can get it. But this is my yeah. It is the first moment we see Javier Pena and it's a a look. He's in a denim jacket with a shirt unbuttoned as per. Mm, um, he's smoking a cigarette as per. You see a yeah. stash and he's nodding. It's just a vibe. I would love to sit in that booth be like, what do you, tell me whatever you want. Yeah. I yeah. It's, 
it's so comfy. Like, I feel like he actually owns, like, very many jean jackets in real life. And that might influence how much I like this. But, uh... Oh, you mean... You mean Pedro Pascal? Yeah, yeah. Like don't Pedro don't threaten me with a good jean jacket. I got, like, five. As if I have space for five jean jackets. But I have five. Because I have one that has, like, a built-in, like, sweatshirt. It looks like a vest, but it's not. It's a jacket right. with, like, the sweatshirt sleeves and then the denim. I got my denim jacket that I have all my pins on that Oscar Isaac has seen. LOL. Yeah. Fun fact about me. I saw him <laughs> on a train. Um, I have Look my oversized that. jean jacket, my normal jean jacket, and then I Ooh. think I have a Sherpa. Yeah. I got five. <laughs> I live in New I... York City. I can show you my closet. It's, like, the size of a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> Yeah, I have five <laughs> jean jackets, like a nut. Oh, and I have a chambray shirt. I need help. You know, I don't. I don't blame you. You know, you gotta have a full wardrobe. My, so you can dress like my favorite stash of the week. Oh, there it goes. I I can't even remember what episode this was from. You were just like, uh, it's just a nice like neck. like I'm on the case kind of stash. It's a little lighter than your usual, but it's paired with a really nice button up shirt. Um, and so I would I would say this is uh, this is my vote for stash of the week. Okay, I was That's looking at his neck the whole time. Well. I was looking at his neck the whole time. So hold, please. I need to look at the stash. Yeah, Thank you. Take a look at it. <laughs> I was looking at the neck. I didn't look it's, at the stash. Uh, okay, it's, great. It's a good, good overall presentation. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks really good in blue. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to. Are you comparing? <laughs> Seeing what my neck muscles do in comparison to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine have a bunch of moles on them. It's not as cute. Oh, I love moles. I think I have like two back here. Yeah, I have a million of them. I got freckles, freckles and moles everywhere. Uh, that's like the more I look. At, nope, this is getting too much in my head. I was about to think the more I look at Pedro Pascal, I'm like he has a lot of freckles and moles. And yeah. that is always a like I always look at freckles and moles, and I feel like that's weird. No, they're <laughs> awesome. Like, I have. I mean, I'm like I have an opinion. My light is like really bright, so you can't see all of my like freckles and stuff. But like they're all over here and so i appreciate it when i see like famous people with like lots of freckles and like moles and stuff like like, representation (laughs) i do the same thing which again i know this is just for me but uh real quick tangent um (laughs) this is so listen i love good freckle representation because i have uh you probably no you can't because my light is too bright uh i have freckles all over my body and moles everywhere but there you go. But <laughs> when I was like, I get freckles very easily. It's like yeah. the the Scottish part of me is like, uh, you got tan. Here are some freckles, and the Italian part of me just stays tan. So I'm just like a tan freckling mess. But when I was like 16, I had a bathing suit that had like a circle like this, <laughs> and I thought I was like 16. I was like, thank you for my own Sunday lotion. I'm smart. And I, first of all, <laughs> not smart. I went like this to put it on like you do lotion. And mm-hmm. so when I burned, I had handprints. Oh, from like no. where I, and my mom was like, you're so stupid. Like, it's not how you put lotion on. I was like, what's oh, so I put on like my lotion when I go to the shower? Um, but, and then I had missed the circle. So I had mm-hmm. really bad sunburn. And now I have this like titty frex. 
the middle of my chest is a circle <laughs> of freckles from when I was 16 and got burned. And like, oh my god! My dermatologist keeps saying like, I can like remove those. I was like, uh, you can are not touching my titty freckles. Like they're gonna kill me. <laughs> then you can take them off. But like, what? You can't leave them. They're great. I wear a tank top. All exactly. of a sudden, it's just like you. And that's my yeah. tangent about freckles. Uh, if you want to talk to me about freckles or moles, I am the queen of going to a doctor because I'm like, what is this mole? Is this mole going to kill me? And the doctor is like, no. I'm like, okay. Do I trust that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to need another doctor. Oh, yeah. My doctor is just like, if he questions any mole, I'm like, you know I'm going to tell you to just take the thing off of me. I'd rather have scars. <laughs> just take it off. Yep. Just get it off. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, love good neck. Love good, <laughs> good freck. Ooh! Yeah. Love good neck. Rhyming, love good freck. Representation. Yeah. I'm very impressed. It's very late where you are right now. Yeah. So good it's job. It's 1.30 in the morning and I am at the top of my wit. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, all right. We, it's been, we've had fun but it's been a fun episode we have to we have to rank this i mean uh, mine's 10 10 hobby sh- shirts unbuttoned 10, hobby shirts. Oh, 10, right, of, ten of those pink shirts unbuttoned where he's all sweating because he ran real far um <laughs> that's where i'm at with sure, i'm obsessed with javier pena i just want him to be happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this show Again, I laughed over Pablo Escobar with some bunnies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you know, a bunch Those are our of swords. swords. From last time. A bunch of swords. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love good old Narcos. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. Whatever. Yeah, uh, I I am also gonna go ahead and just give it ten shirts because why not? Uh, first off, and two, it was just like it's a. I mean. I feel like now, and I I feel like I was in the right mindset to watch the show, so I was, like, you know, mentally prepared for it. And I really enjoyed the story that's being told. Like, uh, you know, I have my problems with, like, how certain characters are being used right now um, in these episodes. But as we progress, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about all of that. So, yeah, super fun to watch. Um, it's a weird way to say it. Super interesting to watch. Super interesting. Not fun. fun? No, maybe not. <laughs> fun in little spots. Some, some fun. That's some how fun? I'm rating it. Yeah, yeah Narcos. Some, some fun, fun. Like the couch. It's TVSF. Like the couch sex. <laughs> I think about it too much. Exactly. Too much. Too much. Too much. Um, yeah. I thought I thought we were gonna get to one of my favorite Stephen Hobby moments um, in these two episodes, and we didn't. It's later, and I'm really sad. Oh, well, I, you're gonna have to write down like a whole speech about it then. Yeah, you I mean, I know exactly what it is, but like, I thought I'm gonna watch it. I don't know why that. Sorry. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, everyone, well, thank you for listening. If you can, please donate to um asian american organizations and do your part yes i show your support i'm pausing in weird places do your part to show your support um and yeah uh katrina where can the people find you 
You can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for O Katrina. That's O H C A T R I N A. How about you, Rachel? They can find me at my name, Rachel R A C A G L Leishman L E I S H M A N. And on Instagram, there's a little underscore in there. Um, don't tweet mean things at me. I'm tired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't do it. We might make fun of you, and then what? Then what? Yeah. You know, funny you, and then I'll be upset about it, and then yeah. I'll be like, "Oh no, Pedro Pascal probably hates me." And then I'll just forget about you, and mean. you'll still be mad. Like Pedro Pascal be like, "Hey, that girl was mean." I'm like, "I didn't mean to be." Listen, I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, you folks have a wonderful time. We will see you on the next episode of Pascal Pod, and until next time. Uh, don't sell drugs in Colombia. See you later, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>